0: Here's the thing, Dan. If you want if you want to melt some butter, you're going to need a little bit of heat. We'll be back in a minute. Hi, Merlin. <sighs> hey, Dan. How's it going?
1: Everything all sorted up there?
0: Oh, everything's awesome here. You
1: got everything fixed up, patched up, locked in, lock, on lock?
0: Oh, yeah. Everything's locked and or loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, got one in the chamber, if you know what I mean. Oh. Do you yeah. keep it? Do you maintain that the whole show? What? Do you mean the one in the chamber? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sometimes you know you gotta you gotta pop a a bitch in the in the shiv mm-hmm. a- ass. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we're on the same page.
1: Hmm. All I like right. I love the vitamins that you've been sending my way. Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. You know, you gotta have your daily dose. I've been sending Dan the same photo uh, over and over because uh, I'm a fo- It's a good photo. Well, it's it's a photo that's worth being reminded of of about. Yeah. Yeah. Are you do familiar with okay? the, yeah, you sound, oh, you sound good. Whatever you're you doing, keep doing it. Oh man, I'm so not going to do this again. For for our audience, I had a uh, catastrophic computer failure, and so oh. I'm on my other computer. What happened? Because I'm rich. I'm rich. What? It's nothing happened. It's just. Talk about dumbass. it. Let's talk about it. We're, you're among five. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's boring. Am I getting that volume sliding thing? That you might like
1: be. It. You got to disable that if you're getting it.
0: Oh, from, from me, from what I'm sending you, I don't know what you're doing. No, I'm getting, see, I'm getting this, I'm getting the slidey volume. That's all right. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tough it out. Uh, it's a, it's a, compressor limiter, I think. It keeps going up and down. This is, got, oh, it's driving me bananas. Up and down. Hey, Skype. Uh, great work, guys. This is, uh, <laughs> this is terrific. Really? No, seriously. Thank you. I like, I like the, uh, social networking <laughs> component they've added, in, added in Skype 35. We needed that. That's what
1: we've yeah. been missing all along in Skype. Forget like coming up with a really great solution for audio, making it more consistent, making fewer drops. Right. Let's add social features
0: to Skype because that's what we need. It's a really good point, Dan. I think if there's any failure to phones today. It's that you you can't do enough social media with them. That's right. Um you take a you take an awesome protocol like Skype and then you uh you run out of lipstick when there's still some pig left. <laughs> pig like that, you don't put lipstick on all at once. Don't uh <laughs> I tried to tell my wife that joke and I did not come anywhere near your telling of that joke. I, I doubt that. I think you did great. No, you know, I, when I'm telling my wife a joke, I only have her attention for maybe 15 seconds at a time. <laughs> right. And so I, I have to give that's her That's not what, your fault English, though. Is it? Is it <laughs> I have to give her what we used to call a precy. Mm-hmm. I have to give her an ab- abstract of the joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a farmer and um, a guy, she shows up, there's, uh, there's a pig that's uh, on three different occasions helped <laughs> out with the family. I asked about the legs and <laughs> things like that, you don't know all at once. So <clears <clears <throat> loses some of emails. its punch that way. A little bit of the punch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, jokes are stupid. They really are. Um it's it's something you fall back on, I guess. Some people tell really good jokes. You know who tells good jokes? The Irish. The Irish tell a good joke. I can say that because uh, you know, it's kind of my people and you, know, you know in the what neighborhood. Is your, what is your background? But, did I ever tell about that? I told you about that guy who would come and talk to me, right? Your imaginary. I'd be friend? out there enjoying. A, I'd be out there. Uh, uh, there's this place I go sometimes to uh, enjoy a comic, and uh, and I'll be sitting there, not smoking, and uh, and there's a bar right around the corner <laughs> that I would just describe mainly uh, w- with these syllables. <laughs> That's basically all you hear coming out of there. back of the of the truck, and he's <laughs> So that's, that's basically you know, how it
1: goes. <laughs> so those are now <clears throat> your people because you've been to that bar?
0: Yay! Always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> and uh, am, am, is my signal dropping like crazy? Mm-mm. You sure? No, you sound really good. You fix that all on your end in mm-hmm. the in the post. Yeah, I'll, I'll fix all of that. I mean, the show will never air. <sighs> so one time, the first of three occasions before I think he probably was incarcerated, this guy comes out. <clears throat> and you know, you get the headphones in, the the, the earbuds, as you say. And, uh, you know, I'm reading my X-Men and I'm in, I'm in kind of a, a, a private crouch, right? Hmm. And this guy comes up and he goes, do you mind if I sit here for just a minute and have a have a smoke? And I was like, Because mm-hmm. that's what you say to somebody when you got headphones on, you don't want to talk. You go, mm hmm mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> so he proceeds to sit down and starts talking for 35 minutes. And <laughs> the heart of the story, which would be repeated over three different occasions, is that he went... To the World Bazaar to get his furniture, beautiful pine furniture, his beautiful pine. Now back, you see back in Ireland, having pine furniture, pine furniture, <laughs> It's a, at the sidebar, it's made of pine and the chairs. And I told him, I'm working, I'm working to, I'm getting my house refurbished. I told him, hold the furniture and I'll come pick it up. And I walked in there, sure as you please. And she's there with the nose ring. She's got the nose ring and the lip ring. And I say, thank you, madam I'm here to pick up my pine furniture. And she says, "We don't, we don't have your furniture here." And she goes back to what she's doing, and I say, "Excuse me, miss, could you bring out your manager? Because I got to get my pine furniture." <laughs> and eventually, apparently, her manager came out. There was an increasing level of confrontation, as you do in, in the homeland. And uh, eventually, they called the police and had him removed. And now he's been banned for the World Bazaar, and he still never got his pine furniture. Pine furniture. <laughs> so I stopped going there for a while, and uh, here I am today with my uh, volume going up and down. Beautiful pine furniture. <laughs> Yay! I thought my mother had tartar cheese. Mm-hmm. Barb and whiskey. Tennessee. Hey. Whew, good week. It's a big week here. Really, what you what you doing? You do anything exciting? Anything big going on there? There's always big stuff happening around here, man. Well, no. What are you excited about right now? What's what's on uh, Dan's radar screen?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Um. Well, they have that new Logic Pro 10. uh.
0: Bought it. That's how. Partly how I screwed up my computer. You really? Yeah. Looks looks cool though, huh? (laughs) How did how did it screw up your computer? I'm literally not going to discuss this. Come on. Um.
2: Oh, so you're too perfect. You
1: never have them make m- mistakes or have problems. So you can't humanize yourself ever. Wow. In three,
0: <laughs> two, um, yeah, I heard you guys on the uh, amplified uh, talking about it. We and, did talk um, we about got it. Yeah. Um, you want to mention that just quickly because you know there are there are people you know podcast audio files who mm-hmm. listen to the program. What's your your quick take is you're going to stick with what you got for a little longer? Is that correct. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not.
1: I'm not opposed to change or afraid of it, but my big question is whether or not it's better for us to move to Pro Tools or back to Pro Tools 11 now that it has offline bounce or to stick with Logic. And I'm kind of leaning towards sticking with Logic, but we'll see.
0: Well, you know, devil dev- you know, and you got a production line there. So that can lead to serious kinks if you start screwing around with it. I told you before I had, I don't know, I guess Logic Express, whatever, Logic something, and I, I opened it up and I found it just so completely baffling. It was like Final Cut, like mm. watching somebody use Final Cut. And it's just like, I, it, it, it looks like, a, I mean, it looks a lot like a control board with all the little buttons mm-hmm. and the punches and the buses and the whatnot. But yeah, quick look at that. I mean, a couple of things immediately got me excited. I mean, it looks very streamlined. And I love, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know what the term for this is, but back when, in, in the recording days, you could do like a, is bus the right word? Where basically you could say, okay, these six things are the drums. And when I change that, like change all of these. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do.
1: By so you could, like, <clears throat> right. gang, you could like gang. Right. You Gang. Gang. Gangplank
0: it. It's what it's called. Gangplank. Put all those. Three. <laughs> two. You could put all those instruments. Now it looks like you can do the equivalent of a folder, you know? Mm. So like when I was doing those crazy Squarespace songs, I really could have used this, you know? these 45 nearly identical guitars like put in this one folder. <laughs> right? You know, but it, looks, it looks really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to giving in the spin. And I assume that you can Im- import old GarageBand files as you can with Logic now, right? I'm sorry, let me put that differently. Counselor. I think you can open
1: um, a GarageBand file in Logic Pro Ten the same way that you can with, uh, with the current Logic.
0: Thank you. Asked and answered. Yeah, yeah, but you don't round trip, as they say. But uh, anyway, that looks pretty cool. Is that different um, from half and half? What, no. no round, no, round trip Around big, the world? No, no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's, you think of the La Quinta Inn. Oh. And, and later the La Quinta Out. <laughs> Noted for its beautiful pine furniture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't have me chairs, didn't have me table. <laughs> He's having his house uh, renovated. He might have been doing the work himself. There's a lot of laborers in my neighborhood. And I don't mean babies. Anyway, I'm excited about that. Um, In terms of some quick fake follow-up, did you see a thing about parasites and cat poop? Yes, I talked about that extensively on this week's episode of The Frequency. Each year in the United States, cats, three, two... (laughs) each year in the United States. Cat's deposit about one, about, this is a swag as they say, 1.2 million metric tons of feces into the environment, and that poop is carrying with it what may be a vast and underappreciated public health problem, say scientists, turns out, July 9th. You got the, uh, the, the, the Gandhi, Mohandas K. taxamondas. That's how how I pronounce it. Gandhi. 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 I think it looks, uh, (laughs) don't touch my mustache. But this is also um, in, in anyway. you let your kid play in sandboxes all the time, you do, and it's in there too. Of course. I mean, a cat finds sand, it's going to do its business. Ugh. Yeah. Filthy. That was Aristophanes that said that. Filthy. No, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, she wants a sandbox. I'm like, honey, it's, you know, sandbox also, it's one of those things that's going to have a big footprint in the yard. It's going to leave a big yellow circle or square where it kills the grass. You're gonna play in it like twice a year and mm-hmm. it's gonna be like an old person's swimming pool. It's mainly gonna be something you have to maintain that things die or poop in. You know? You ever go to an old person's swimming pool and they got all the frogs and no, stuff in there? No. No. You know, you you've lived in Florida, you know what that's like. Some I've people never don't you know, gone the thing into is, that. Getting a pool is like getting a child or a dog. It's really more about the investment. You know, it's a new it's a new investment of time. So, like, you better really, really like swimming if you're going to have a pool. Mm-hmm. You ever have to maintain a pool? You ever had to do that? I mean, I had friends who did that, and
1: I would be at, at, a, at a pool when the guy would come out with a cool little thing that looked like a pan, set of pan pipes. You know what pan would... the?
0: the oh, the pan pipes to check the uh, acidity of the right. chlorination process. And they'd process.
1: put a different drop in the different things. One would be red, one would be blue, one would be pink, and and, you'd, and then they'd, he'd dump it right out in the pool. I'm like, how can you do that?
0: They should throw that somewhere else. I know. That's cross-contamination. Does that look clean to you? And what's that stuff that looks like sand that's really fine? Mitochondrial fibrosis? What's it called? That stuff they put in? Myelated earth? You oh, know what I'm know. talking about. <clears throat> anyway, I wouldn't have a pool. And you know, I've, I've tried to be circumspect. You know, in our house, we, we have a rule now that's been in effect for about six months called the no new franchises rule. Mm. You're familiar with this rule, right? From you, I think. No new franchises. And you've so done that this means, before
1: and you always fall away from it.
2: Hmm. Usually as
0: a, as a one, maybe as a one shot, but I mean like we bought one Playmobil thing, but I made it very clear. It was a very small one shot Playmobil thing, Mm -hmm. but I made it very clear. We're not going to become a Playmobil family because we're already a Lego family. And once you're a Lego family, you're not allowed
1: to buy even one Playmobil toy.
0: We bought one, we bought exactly one, but, and I made it clear though, that that is, there's, this is not going to be a new franchise because now we've got Lego, we've got my little pony, um, we've got all my X-Men figures. Um, I mean, there's just a whole lot of, I mean, do you just get like stuff everywhere? We've got like just stuff everywhere. And sometimes, you know, when, when mom or me want to like go do a thing, you turn around and like the bins have all been turned upside down. What do you is, get this? why,
1: why do we even have the bins anymore? <clears> because <throat> the bins have yeah. now become shoe boxes. My son is a
0: hoarder. <laughs> really? Uh, yes. And what, like, like, like sticks he finds or like, oh yeah, everything. We're a big stick family. I'm always carrying a stick
1: home. You sound a little different than just a minute ago. You know, I, I,
0: yeah, well, you like know, our voices
1: I, might sound a little different, but I think, well,
0: it, I had to drop the call for, uh, business reasons. <laughs> I had to, uh, and so I came back, uh, Thursday, Friday, three, three days, later. three days later, you just had to run to the restroom and back. Yeah. For three days. <laughs> I didn't, well, I didn't come back for three days. I was there for three days. Right. It's like, that happened. You were just waiting for someone to open the door for you, <laughs> Mister Man. Um, no, it's kind of like when you're when you're a little kid and you hear this. It's like a four day, three night trip, and you're like, "Well, couldn't you can you have like a six day, two night trip?" And you're like, "No, that's not really how it works." It's like that with bathrooms too, if you really think about it. Anyway, now it's Friday instead of Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Beautiful pine furniture. Pine, <laughs> still, pine furniture is still here. It's beautiful. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. I had computer problems. I'm still having computer problems, but. Well, you sound, you know, it's, it's a
1: bad. miraculous improvement. Whatever Thank you happens.
0: so much. I feel, I feel so much better. Three days in the bathroom will do that to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you still don't want to talk about what happened. It doesn't matter what happened. Okay. My computer's all all, all uh, bollocks stuff, as you
1: say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that happens. That happens to the best of us. Thank you. Even Thanks, David well, Sparks, Max, so-called Max Sparky, has had a computer problem. What? He has had a problem. Huh. I don't even know what it was or how he fixed it, but it's a fact.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing about this. Even I, Dr.
1: I'm, Drang has computer problems.
0: Oh, because he keeps trying to run that Python.
1: Well, he's so old he can't figure out how to plug it in.
0: <laughs> he has one of those old-timey ones that, uh, like at your grandparents' house, like one of those old-timey, it's got like seven <laughs> little plugs on it. It's a gateway. <laughs> I can't finagle the gateway <laughs> into the dingus. There are seven points of electricity points. Oh, my pills. Um, Boy, I'm reaching, I'll tell you, I'm going to say one thing about this. I am definitely reaching a juncture where I might have to just go buy a new computer. Ooh, No, no, no. I know. I know. It's how I feel. But uh, it's... Uh, well, it's you, too- right now you have the big one and the little one, right? Won't goes <laughs> this
1: way won't go that way. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> well...
0: No, you do. You have the, the one you take with you and you have the one that stays there. I could try and explain this to you, but but not trying to. Explain, you would, you would, anyone can understand it. It's not difficult to understand. But then I would risk the the wrath of John Syracuse. I would risk the completely understandable wrath of John Syracuse. Can we take it as read that in this day and age mm-hmm. there are many? This might be a compound question, counselor. But are there not many things that make it increasingly difficult to stay on a pre mountain lion operating system?
1: Well, more and more every day, it, it becomes more and more difficult every day.
0: There's just a lot of stuff that won't work. Yeah. I mean, in fact, in fact, if you want to run the logic I just spent 200 dollars on, that does in fact, I learned this Tuesday morning require uh, the two point what eight Anyway, one? okay. yeah yeah, I'm trying, all I'm trying to say is that it's becoming if you do stuff with your computer, it's becoming untenable to stay online. You know, if, if you're not prepared to update your operating system with the right hardware, every I would say almost every two years. Maybe you know. I, all I'm trying to say is, like buy, you to, mean if, physically buy a new computer every two years? I'm pretty sure that's true. Almost, well, you know what I'm going to say? It. I'm pretty sure that's true with iOS devices. Definitely yeah. with iOS devices. I feel like I feel like you have a two-year maximum to your lifespan. You get a, people like that
1: Marco Arment putting out uh, apps that are iOS 7 only. You just know? selfishly owning that entire market himself.
0: Selfishly. You know what? He might just require iOS 8 so no one can use it. <laughs> That's right. Him. Only He's the only one that will be able to use it. He created his own, they call it a shadow apple in England. <laughs> <That's> he created <laughs> his own, his own Apple at Avignon. <laughs> it's like, like how create. there's a shadow earth that
1: orbits the uh, side of the sun exactly opposite yes, our earth like the, at all the, times.
0: The, the bizarro Marco. Right me make ios 8 (laughs) is that how he talks that is off
1: the air that's how he talks
0: (laughs) that's why he had to you know he had to switch things (laughs) up yeah he had to move out to uh to (laughs) professor x country they drove him out of brooklyn
1: oh dc comics
0: so oh god it's it seems like every couple years they try and fix the mess and then they make it work worse very very quickly so you you were upgrading – I actually
1: upgraded to Mountain Lion on the machine that I used to record uh, this very program right here. And I yep. noticed that in the Pro Tool – and we use Logic. And in the Logic, the dialog box where you would search for and open and save files, the open save dialog box, as you say, mm-hmm. changed and now looks – it has like the regular system look to it instead of the Pro, uh, pro Look to it, which is wonderful, but that's the yeah, only thing I never like that pro look. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Is the worst.
0: Bloop dot com. In the future, there will be computer boxes. Don't you think it doesn't have that organic? Like you're talking about. you are you talking about old logic or new logic? What are you talking about?
1: The I have not installed the new logic,
0: but like especially like Final Cut, it, it just looks so bizarre. mm-hmm it's so strange. Okay, so anyway, I'm. I'm going to say this one thing that takes 35 minutes. Okay, which is that I have run. Uh, I'm not going to buy a new Mac Pro because that, that's just not going to happen. I have a 2006 Mac Pro that's really, really, really old, but still entirely suitable for what I need to do. With uh-huh. the one exception that, like so many things today, it will not even try to run Mountain Lion unless you update your video card and do a bunch of mojo. I don't want. You know what this is? This is my beater computer. I do not want to put any more money into this, but it's where all my stuff is. This is really boring. So I've installed this thing called ML Post Factor, which has very... It's a... It, it whacks on the current um, Mountain Lion uh, install and makes it, up until now, completely fine and stable, you know, to, to let you run Mountain Lion on a Mac Pro. And uh, I held off updating to 10.8.4 for a really long time, mm-hmm. and then I pulled the trigger, and now everything's a mess. Mm. So it's my, own, it's my own fault, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I could afford to buy a new computer, but like, I don't really, I, now I'm back in that same position again. Like I, I, there's several computers I could upgrade, but I don't want to upgrade computers. I'd rather have a cool iOS device at this point than, you know, I don't know. I guess I could get an iMac, right? I could get a Mac mini. I love the Mac minis, but I'll what tell you. you do? You get a Mac mini.
1: I like the Mac minis because here, because I have this whole uh, studio thing built out, the Mac minis are very, very versatile. I can, you know, I can use a Mac mini for one of the Skype machines. I could use it for a streaming machine. I could use it for recording. I could give it to, you know, to an employee to use as their main computer. So it has lots of different purposes. Worst case, you could use it as like a medium computer for your house or something or give it that's to your right, kid when right she's ready.
0: Yeah. So what? what's that going to put me back if I get a Mac mini? They're not that expensive, like a grand or something like that. I think they they come in under a grand. I'm,
1: I I need to check the prices, but right. I think <sighs> I got to do that. But you have it. You have a screen already with your with your Mac Pro. I you know two, the, uh, the Mac Minis that are out now are faster than the
0: current Mac Pros. Not faster than the new ones, but faster than the current right. Mac Pros. Nobody needs a computer that fast. That's crazy. That's, That's too fast. The, the, the Mac Mini would be well. You know that can uh, it'll loop around. They call it the uh, the wrap around in asteroids. The reach around. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's when your uh, when your little bloopy guy goes around the screen and meets a man in a steam room, <coughs> not in a mean way. That happens a lot in San Francisco. You know, um, this is what hap- I hear. I'm just saying it's a hasty generalization. Well, shoot, I, I get that going on and check the mail. There's handies everywhere here. They fall from the sky like rain. Mm. Mm, boy, it's foggy. Like, like right skittles, now. right? Not not even the wrap around have such small hand jobs. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! Hmm. Excuse me. Am I, hello? hello there. <laughs> well, this show will never air. <laughs> I like the muting.
1: You've got the muting down. You're like a drummer. Yeah, it's like I have the tiger.
0: They love it when they hit the hit the uh, like the splash symbol and then grab it really fast. Like, pish, 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 pish.
1: I do like that.
0: It's gold. All right, so uh, we got actually got some stuff here. Uh, everything is literally falling apart uh, in my office. Even the dander, does he? (laughs) Not even the dander. (sighs) Such small. So we covered parasites and cat poop, right? We got past that?
1: Well, there was a new article that came out while you were in the restroom for three days that actually explains that this same uh, Gandhi guy is (laughs) infecting... Taxoplasm Gandhi. It's affecting dolphins... And seals now.
0: Oh, that is so, how could you, how could you do that? They're so sweet.
1: Well, because I think what happens is people are now flushing the poop and the poop is then being vented into the ocean and now dolphins are getting this toxin and dying.
0: Why, why do not they get that from people poop?
1: Because it doesn't Maybe have the it's from the people poop too. I don't know what,
0: which poop it's in. What about medicine? I heard you, I heard you shouldn't flush your pills down the toilet. Is that true? Oh, very true. It gets volume in the seals. Mm-hmm. Then you got to take that to a mechanic. You gotta Mm -hmm. put new seals in. That's a shame, Dan. You know, just uh, sharing. I don't know. know No, you got seals and sea lions. You know they're different, right? Seals
1: are the cute ones, and sea lions are the ones that are really big.
0: Uh, Seals are like uh, toothless uh, walry, a little bit. They're walrusy. Seals are little. They're little cute. Sea lions are little. The sea lions are the giant things with the big. I don't think that's right. I think sea lions are the one between seals and otters, evolutionarily, as you know. I'm, oh. I'm a biologist. Okay. Anyway, the, it's a shame. That's that's a that's a terrible thing. Oh well, this is why people just shouldn't have cats or toilets. I mean, pick one. Now, what if you what if you what if the people decided to poop into their own like slightly larger box, like a sandbox, as you say? Oh, sandboxes are bad. I think we've covered this. Anyway, that's a shame. So basically. Um, yeah, get your cat. Get your cat somewhere. Uh, get it sequestered, as they say, in, yes. uh, in jury work. I was going to suggest Battle Royale. I forget if we talked about that. You ever seen the Battle Royale? Did we talk about this? Battle Royale. Congratulations. Thank you. Have you seen it?
1: No. Nope.
0: Mm. Um, I'm going to say it, it's really gruesome. I have several totally inappropriate things to recommend this week. Uh, Battle Royale. Uh, <clears throat> it is said. It is said. That the person who who wrote The Hunger Games knew absolutely nothing uh, about the very popular Japanese book, Battle Royale, or the extremely popular Japanese comic, Battle Royale, or the award-winning <laughs> Japanese film, Battle Royale, uh, which is good because it's actually kind of weirdly similar given that it was made some eight to ten years earlier. But basically, it's a bunch of uh, junior high students that are forced to fight to the death.
2: And oh. it's really... It's
0: really good. It's good. And not just for the decapitations. You know, come for the pizza, stay for the fun. It's got a lot of good, you know, stuff about life and friendship in it. Although there are are some guns. not going to lie to you. Check it out. Uh, Battle Royale. Uh, It was initially, it's been banned in a bunch of countries, like in the past, but now it's actually, you can stream it on Netflix. How crazy is that? I got the deluxe edition. I got the deluxe uh, three Blu-ray version. Which leads me to another suggestion this week. Uh, the Samsung uh, Blu-ray uh, writable and readable player. You should get one of these. Okay. You know about this? I do I know I don't. You can get a Blu-ray player. Blu- Blu-ray. 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 of runs Blu-rays. I don't think it has Bluetooth, but it's got Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. And so you can hook this up to your computer uh, via the USB port, and uh, if you were to find the appropriate uh, software, you could uh, get your Blu-rays uh, into the popular MKV format. Cool. See, that's if, something people
1: people like us need.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, for the, sake of, I mean I for the sake of argument, if you wanted to make an MKV, you might look for an app called Make MKV, for example, that would uh, act a lot like uh, the Handbrake. I wouldn't know about that because uh, I would only ever do that to something that's open source. There's a lot of uh, op- right. o- op- I get things. Archive.org has a whole Blu-ray library you can go to. Uh, they've got early Charlie Chaplin, some Alexander Dumas Blu-rays. Literally, he I, made them. Dumas, air. Dumas, Pear or Phil? Phil Phil Dumas? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I thinking? I don't know. Is that the author? <clears throat> uh, I think it's in the show notes. Uh, Samsung Blu-ray. But Dan, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead, Colin. Okay, uh, first time Dumal ZA. Uh, if, <laughs> if people wanted to find notes for episode 128 prime prime uh, or, 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 or feel, uh, if they want to find uh, show notes for episode 128 of your Back to Work program, where would they go to find that? Ah,
1: they would go to 5x5.tv uh, five five slash B as in balloons, <laughs> 2 is in the number, W as in wall Walry. Walry. Is that true? Is that I think it's walruses.
0: It's like it's like Casey Liss and the whole whom thing, you know, or, or like a lot of people say I when it's in um in a like an uh, an object phrase. Like oh. they'll say He came to he came to the Lyceum with James and I. When it actually it was appropriate to say James and me. Is it James and me or me and James? Oh well, me and you is how you would say it. Yeah. And how I would say it. Mean that's how me and you would say it. Yeah. You know the trick? You know the trick? There's a quick test for this. Slash 128. Oh, slash 128. Hmm. That's a long URL. Yeah. Um, this is an easy test. So if you ever have to say something like, uh, he, he, uh, he drove to the video arcade uh-huh. with Jim and, You so know when I was a kid, I would have said I, because right. I thought that was always the fancy thing to say. He drove, he drove to the arcade with Jim and I. Mm-hmm. The king and I. Just take off the other pronoun and say it. So hmm. would you say he drove to the uh, the arcade? Uh, with uh, with, with I? I? No. No. He drove with me. Mentally, before you say the phrase, mentally do that test and you will always know what to say. Does that make sense? No, I'm writing this down. Okay. Arcade? Mm-hmm. Gym? Mm-hmm. Test? Mm-hmm. Mental? Mm-hmm. Caterpillar? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, uh, strike that. <clears throat> uh, centipede? Mm-hmm. Caterpillar? Walry? Cashew nut. And that's how you can tell from <laughs> Grandpa. I'm, this is,
1: I'm learning something today.
0: You learn something every Things day. Things I didn't know. I was going to mention Bee and Puppycat, but I've been talking about it a lot. If, if people who want to see it will already have seen it, but you should go out and watch Bee and Puppycat. I'll put it in show it's notes. It's not...
1: I won't I will say it's not necessarily the same uh, level of maturity
0: required for Adventure Time. As, as Battle Royale? Yes. It's somewhere between Battle Royale and Adventure Time. Yes. No, it's a little more grown up, but as I understand it, uh, the woman who puts this thing together is for the Frederator like YouTube channel. And I think she's like a pretty big deal on Adventure Time. She she came up with a whole bunch of the Fiona and Cake. She came with the Fiona and Cake idea. Mm-hmm. I think she does the comic. I'm I'm Michael. has more information about this Uh, she uh, had a huge role in writing some of the best episodes and so this is about uh, a recently unemployed uh, young woman named B and uh, a a creature from outer space who arrives at her apartment Hmm. it's part puppy and part cat and you know she she got fired from the pet pet store So it's like five minutes long it's not that much of an investment do you think it'll (coughs) turn into a full on a full on thing? A TV show, yeah. I don't think it's meant to. I, I suppose it could. I wonder if, in some ways, that they, they've got a whole. Like I say, it's it's not called Federator; it's called Cartoon ha- uh, Hangover, I think. But it's for, it's for the Federator Federation, and it's got um, a whole bunch of properties. I don't know it could be like a farm team. I don't know. You know that Mariano Rivera? I think he's done now. The tennis player. mm Hmm. You talking about the the one who likes girls? Hmm. They call him. They call him Marty. Marty McFly. Mm-hmm. I think you're thinking of Biff. <laughs> Biff. Biff Navratilova. Yes, that's him. <laughs> that's the one. That's who I was that's meaning. Right. Well, he concealed a lot about himself for a long time.
2: hmm
0: For years, he, he didn't let anybody know that he did not actually have a buzz cut. That mm-hmm. was a wig. He had luxurious long blonde hair, like many tennis players. So I teach you something about life, really. We had a topic uh, we can talk about. Um, okay. How many, how many aggregate net minutes are we in right now? I have no way of knowing. Well,
1: we've got 18, 18 and a half here, and then whatever oh. the other one was.
0: Okay. All right. Let me introduce, let's introduce this uh, topic, and I, I'm, I'm tempted to say that you should introduce this topic. Uh, we have a little bit of a short short time today. Uh, the, uh, the topic that you suggested, I wrote this down, and you would have to be a listener of the After Dark. Uh, to, to uh, no, no, the, the numbering is non-canonical. I <clears> think <throat> you got some kind of uh, uncanny X Dan thing where you rebooted this, but you got the after darks, those episodes are over here, right? And then you got this show over here. One goes one goes one way. How's it good? What's the line? I'm doing doing her voice. Which line? The two dogs in the painting. Oh, I think she says, one goes one way, one goes the other way. So what? <laughs> the hoof. Oh. The paw. The paw. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you listen to the Back to Work program, you know that Dan at the at the at the tail butt end of one two seven. I don't know the I don't know the canonical After Dark episode. You suggested a, a topic and, and a subtopic that I thought was really good. And here's what I wrote down. Um, <clears throat> we could roll roll tape to find out if this is if I got this right. You said you wanted to talk about time awareness. Time awareness. Time awareness. Time awareness. Time awareness. Awareness of time. <clears throat> and what you said uh uh visa v to it uh qed was uh, the questions of how long will this take <clears throat> big pardon i had ham are you alright had some ham
2: <laughs>
0: how long will this take and when should i stop <laughs> and i think you you a lot of times when people i don't know you you tell me what that means we talked about it a little bit i think that's intriguing time awareness how long will this take and when should i stop give me give me the high level on that okay so a lot, let, let's say that you sit
1: down at, well, first of all, you made a comment in, I don't remember if it was, I think it was the last full episode that we did. But I'm not sure where you were saying that people in general, and this really, I totally agree with this. It's very hard for people to determine or, or predict how long something is going to take. Yeah, true that. And that had me start thinking about why. So after the show, I was, I was just, as I was doing things, I was wondering why, you know, why, why is it so difficult to predict how long something will take? And I often find myself in a situation where I'll, I'll look at the, I'll, I have trained myself, train myself, trained yourself to look at the clock with some degree of frequency. As long as I know that other people in the world care where I am. So for example, If I were to say, let's say you're sitting in in your office and not your private office, but people who, you know, who work in a collaborative space and Mm -hmm. they say, hey, everybody, let's let's go to lunch today. Why don't we head out around one? We'll go and we'll miss the crowd. We'll go around one. And maybe you even sit in one of those shared spaces where you're in a cube and you're near other people. And so you're sitting there and you're like, well, it's 1248. So we got a little bit of time. I'll just you know what? I'll just do some emails Because I know that Frank over there is working on that proposal. And Frank's the one that, you know, so we all agree, one o'clock, we're going to stand up and walk out. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking, I'm doing, I did an email, took me a minute. I look over at Frank. Frank's still busy working on that thing. Frank hasn't looked up. Frank is a mature grown up. (laughs) Frank knows how to tell time, at least digital time. So he can look up and (laughs) he can, well, you know, some people can't read the, uh, the analog.
0: Well, there's two, there's two different, uh, arms on it. There are. And you're well, going well, three, sometimes three. Way. So what?
1: There's a little red one that moves faster. What's oh, that what's one little doing? Little oh, that's, baby. That's
0: to check the pulse.
1: Hmm. So basically then you're, you you, you, look okay, well, I'll do another email cause it's five till now. So I'll do another email. You do the other email. Now it's, it's 59 and you look over Frank's still heads down working on that thing. Well, you know that this proposal is important. This is where your, your work is good. This is how you're going to make money. If this proposal doesn't get done, you're not going to make money. So do you interrupt Frank and say, Frank, we said we were going to go at one? Or do you just assume that this is a grown-up human being who can tell time? We've already agreed on the time that we need to leave. Frank knows damn well we're going to leave at one so we miss that crowd and we got to get back at that for that meeting at 2.30 – Do you remind Frank? Are you Frank's dad? Are you Frank's dad? I'm not Frank's dad. You're not Frank's dad. This is a grown up person who's earning a salary who should know damn well how to tell time. He's grown up. He's an adult, an adult. You're not his dad. I'm not his
0: dad. I don't want to babysit. Dan, this is complicated like So whose fault is that? Because I'm ready at one. Always with the fault. No, no blame as we say in uh, the the, the Dow. And then
1: at 20 after, you're like, Frank, dude, we can't go to lunch now. You're not his dad. We Now we can't
0: go because it's There's 20 literally. after,
1: and it's going to take us Ugh. 15 minutes to get over there.
0: But you understand time better than him. Why? See, I don't well, want to understand. We both uh, exist in
1: the same space.
0: Okay. We both I, I exist in the same really- world this is really about bitching about Frank, which I have no problem with. Yeah. But I'm just saying this
1: happens a lot and it all, it happens on a bigger scale. When you when you talk about collaborating or working with other people and you talk about each person holding up their end and you're all working on something together. There were so many times in, in the, you know, in the corporate world where, you know, you're waiting, you're working with a graphic designer and the graphic designer is taking longer for their part or you're the developers. And typically it's the developers who, as being a guy who is on many development teams, we were always wrong about how long something would take.
0: Oh my God. We were
1: all, I was always wrong every time. And that meant either I was done way ahead of time, rarely, or I was freaking out in the last three or four nights working like 24 hours a day and, you know, eating scones in a closet to try and figure (laughs) out this is real to try and get this thing done on time and freaking out. And, and you know, that's not a
0: meal. It's not healthy. You're not Frank's dad. I know. Okay, first of all, there's there's something, but it's probably for, I, I don't even know I don't even know where to where to grab this snake. Uh, there are a lot of issues on the table here, and I, I love all of them. Um, one of those, okay, let's, let, let, there's some super high level things that are worth mentioning here. Uh, first of all, I like that that was mostly for you to vent about Frank. I mean, I literally, I really, I I actually do like that because I've worked with Frank mm-hmm. and I think I've been Frank. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never been Frank's dad. You're not Frank's dad. Here's the thing: um, multiple people. Um, anytime you have more than two people, or more than one person, for that matter, like first of all, like we'll we'll get to individuals in a minute. Like we know what a mess we can be. We know what how hard it is for each of us. In the best of cases, you know how many, you and I with the, you and I, me and you, with each other. Like we have the best conceivable intentions about being somewhere, like for a call or or for recording or whatever, and, and you and you, we end up sliding right, mm-hmm. like. For completely normal reasons, like I in my in my case, maybe my setup blew up. In your case, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I thought I could make it, but I really need to eat, otherwise I'm gonna not have a good time here. I, I do that all the time too. Things that you can't account for, right? It could be it could be something. The thing is, when that's more than one person, though, uh, it says uh, John Syracuse says logarithmic. I think they <laughs> they feed into each other to make it bigger than uh, the strictly arithmetic, as Dr. Drang would say. But you're you're pulling your end. And you Even feel for-
1: like, and you know that they've got to do. So, but, but this is the frustrating thing: is what do you do? That I, am I, I now? I'm the police. Now I've got to walk around, and, guys. We said once, like I'm going. Yeah, Are you let me to bring you back because I, I don't really don't want to bring you back. Something, oh, and I- and this expands, but it expands yeah. out like you're talking about into into this space where y- you start to feel like. Like, why do I have to be the dad around here? Why do I have to be the one that holds up my end? And I'm not saying it's always you. Sometimes it's other people. Sometimes you're the guy who forgot to look up because you got so deep into writing code. And all of a sudden you said you're going to go to lunch at one and it's 2.15 and you've been writing code and you didn't even realize time was passing because you were in that good zone. And, and, you know.
0: Okay, I, it sounds like we should table right. what we what I thought we were going to talk about. No, let's not do like, that. I want to get no, back to. Let that. me listen, listen. Well, you're talking about something that I think is, is also interesting, which is really it's it's a col- office culture issue. Um, uh, but I'd like to I'd like to if we have to, I don't think we have time today, but I would like to wrap time. back to the the personal time thing because because for our listeners, I think that's probably closer to home than they realize. Everybody hates Frank because mm-hmm. you know you're not his dad. Mm-hmm but but i think for everybody else like you know you, you we can shake our fists at all the people in the office and go what in the hell is wrong with you people like you understand how a clock works you know how long it takes it's never you know just think about basic estimation in development or whatever you do you know we talked before i think we've both done this you know if i have to estimate how long something's going to take if i have to by extension estimate how how much something will cost um, there's probably a name for this in arithmetic, but I do three numbers. I do, I start out with, well, sometimes I'll start out with what I think is reasonable. So I might say, let's, let's say, um, I'm trying to think of something real world, like cleaning out the garage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just something that, that you can get your ha- head around. Yes. Well, okay, you can get your head around like what, a, what a clean garage would look like. Let's say you've even said to yourself, my real goal today is to get out anything that is obviously trash. Something you know what I mean? I personally, I think I am pretty good at this. You break things down into things that where you can like see the outcome. You would go clean out the garage. Well, what does that mean? Have you bought trash bags? You know, in my right, case, this becomes
1: the project as as you've explained. And
0: in- the project, yeah, and like in my case, I got this dude who does hauling, and you know, you know, my first step is I set an appointment with the hauling dude for like three days from today,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not a day from today i I'll end up canceling that cause I won't get it done. Not two weeks from today. Cause I'll never do it. If it's like three or four days from today and I, and I know it's a day that I can work on it. So it sounds silly, but this is a little bit of good project management. Okay. So here's my thing. I want to estimate how long it would take to get everything that's obviously trash out of the garage. Because you know, again, you don't want to organize trash. If you, mm-hmm. get, if you take out stuff that's trash, you're already started. So I say to myself, um, that feels like it would take about two to three hours. Let's say, let's say maybe four hours yeah let's say three and a half hours so I start out with I, I I wouldn't even call that a like a, me, a median or a mean like a, just like what what feels right for a guess and then what I'll do is uh, then I'll jump you can guess what's next like okay that feels like three and a half hours what is the absolute minimum amount of time this could conceivably ever take in a million million years <laughs> right and I say like what like half an hour or an hour? Like, is there any, is there, could this ever be finished? If, if I had the universe world record in garage cleaning, <laughs> right? what would the universe world record be for this? And let's say, you know, half an hour, yeah. even though that's really not reasonable. What is, three, what is the wildest amount of time that this could possibly in a million years take? I didn't prepare this, I'm making this up. Mm. But you with me? Yeah. So I think three and a half hours feels about right. Uh, you know, half an hour to an hour seems pretty aggressive, but I'm pretty sure that there's very let's 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 go totally blue sky. There's no way this would take me more than three days to do. Is there anything about this that would make this more than three days? I don't know. What do you think? Is that how now? Now, if you had to estimate, and you don't keep garbage in your garage, but for a similar kind of project, is that the kind of you do estimates like that? Like if I do this coding job, it'll probably take. Uh, it'll probably take four working days. There's a chance it might take. Well, we talked about this once. It might take one working day, but it, it's very unlikely it'll take more than two or th- two or three weeks of working days. Right? Yeah. You've done this somewhere in that space of time. No, yeah, but I mean, like, but I mean, that sounds bananas, right? How could that possibly be? This is, but I think this
1: is what developers who, when they're starting out, and I was very guilty of this for so long. Oh, that's easy. I can, I can, I can code that. That's easy. Yeah, I can do that. And, and then you sit down and you start to realize, wow, this is actually going to take me some real time. Like, uh, your, your friend, uh, Katie Floyd, friend of, uh, David Sparks, the lovely folks who do the Mac power user show. They asked me to add a feature. Well, they didn't know they were asking me to add a feature to the five by five CMS, but they were asking me to add a feature what they, they hired uh, an assistant and the assistant, was going to be doing things like adding links and doing show notes and descriptions and stuff for them. They're big time now they get a, you know, they have to have an assistant mm-hmm. and they said, could you, could you add this person, you know, with access to the show so that they can go in and update the show and add the links and these kinds of things. And I realized, no, actually I couldn't add someone to, I could add a user account and I could make that user account have the producer role which would give them access to all of the shows in the CMS, including this one and tons of other shows. And it's not that I don't trust
0: TJ. Even I don't get that. No. I'm I'm special.
1: And it's not that I don't trust TJ, but I don't know who TJ is, and I would rather TJ not have access to Back to Work and every other show in the system. Is
0: this TJ the technologist?
1: I don't know who it is. Hmm. And they uh so i i realized what i needed was and then there's another way where if you're a host you get connected to a person and the person determines what shows you have access to through the host show relationship in the database so i can't make this person a host of the show because then they'll show up on the show pages and <laughs> so what do i do yeah,
0: but, but it seems it seems really it easy. It seems so simple.
1: Right. And this is not a hard problem. All I had to do was go in and set up a different kind of relationship for users showing that they have access yeah, As, but, but, but
0: like it, it, it took you – even it, it might have taken you more time than you thought to even figure out what the problem right. is. Right.
1: What do I do to make this work? And then I had – and writing the code was pretty straightforward. I added a new relationship called like assistings and uh, now they can assist with the show and not show up anywhere and it's beautiful. And now a person can actually assist with multiple shows. It was a nice feature. I can make like a junior producer or an assistant or something like that and give somebody access to multiple shows If went for when you hire your
0: assistant. Uh, but it's, a, it's a perfect example of, of exactly what you were describing earlier, yeah. uh, with the with the guy who's not Frank's son, hmm? with Frank. Frank yes. is that his name? Frank. Frank. Think about what happens. First of all, somebody comes to you with, with a feature request, or you know, not knowing it's a feature request, as you say. And so you might say to them, I don't, "I don't, I don't exactly understand the details." But let's say somebody comes to you with something that you feel like is a medium, you know, priority thing, something mm-hmm. that that like you'd like to do soon but you're not going to do it immediately. Like it's a normal, like I'll do this when I work on things like this. And so they come to you and say, I need, <clears throat> I need the, the the dingus to do this. And you say, okay, well, I'll work on that. Now, first of all, they may not know how long it will actually take because maybe you didn't think about it at the time or didn't have time, you know, or you thought like, hey, it'll just get done when it, when it gets done. But, but, you know, by you accepting it, now it's on you, Right. That's part of the problem. It's on you to like right. get the thing done, to decide, and all that stuff. But what, what they may not know is how much more they ask for than they, uh, than they might have realized. And what you may not have realized is how, as soon as, you, you know, it's like blah, blah, ginger, like, that becomes blah, blah, it'll be done perfectly almost immediately. Like, when people, when you say yes to people, unless you are very careful about describing what that yes means they will tend to think that that's now your highest priority too. I'm not saying that's the case here. But just as one example of how the group thing makes this more difficult, for them, it's something really easy that you should do really soon probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not about David. This is just in general. And for the other person, the person who's going to be, there's the consumer and the producer, right? The consumer of the work thinks, okay, this will be fast and easy. The producer of the work um, may not realize that there's a dependency to, to getting it right, done, right? And they haven't. And the thing is, in my case, I may capture something because of my GTD mind. I might capture something to think about later, because I don't want to have to think about everything the minute like it comes along. I would never get anything accomplished if I had to like do that all the time. But then you go in and you do it, and um, I, I don't know. I just like that as an example of explaining that complexity. Because w- what I was going to say about Frank at all is you know in addition to introducing complexity with each new person there's also each person's idea of like 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 you say of time i mean there are some people who have it like hardwired in their mind <clears throat> i remember one time um i took a red co- uh, my, some friends and i took a red cross uh first aid course in college and we got there like 5 minutes late mm-hmm. and we and everybody in there was a retiree Mm. you don't want to screw with those guys. No, I know. The, guy, the guy running the place was, I, I think he was probably in the National Guard as a youngster. He, he was really, and he said, why are you, why are you late to my class? And I'm like, well, because we weren't here on time. And he's like, I always get everywhere 25 minutes early. That way, if I have a flat tire, I'll still be on time. Mm-hmm. And we're like, God, you're so old and weird. But there are some people like that. There are some people whose biggest fear in the entire world. I've worked with people like this. I know people like this. It seems like it would be nice to work with people like this, but it's not always that nice. Mm. Because they get there 20 minutes early, and they're sitting in the seat, and they're tapping their foot. Because at one minute after the agreed on time, not everybody's there. And that makes them mad. And they're terminally mad about that. And then, of course, there's the vast majority of other people who float in when it suits them, when it occurs to them, or when, as you kind of intimated, when they finish the thing that they thought would take that amount of time. Isn't that interesting? Right? So, if you've got that little chunk of code you're trying to finish, and maybe you're, not, maybe you're younger and you're not the greatest estimator in the world, you might think about how that starts as, oh, I've got 45 minutes till I need to be at this meeting. I'll fix this bug. Mm-hmm. And think how in the process of that 45 minutes, that goes from I've got 45 minutes to fix this bug into when I'm done fixing this bug, I'll go to the meeting. It seems like a really subtle distinction at first, right, but right. it's really not. Because you may not want to stop right at that point and go out. And then some people are just dumbasses. There, there are just some people who are, and I used to be one of these people. I became aware of it and then I became compulsive about trying to not do it. I'm still late for calls by a minute or two or five right. minutes sometimes. Yeah. I'm rarely, unless I spaced it, I rarely am 20 minutes late for a call because it drives me crazy. It used to drive me, you know, I, I became very self conscious about that because I realized I was frank in a lot of those cases. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off this original topic. But there are two really big things that we're talking about here. On the one hand, Second, we've got this big topic of office culture and in some ways a shade of the priorities and what you say is valuable versus what you actually do to make that real. Mm. You know what I mean? And then there's those disconnects in, in that second pile. There's all those disconnects between people. until, And it also does become like this passive aggressive, like, like you're an old couple. You know how old couples just needle each other all day. It's all that keeps them alive. Like needles and pills is like uh <laughs> Sonny Boner wrote that song, Needles and Pills. But you know what I'm talking about? Like that's to me, that's the big topic that we can talk about after you tell me something you like. To me, the first level is still back at the guy back in the garage trying to figure out how long it's gonna take to do something. Mm-hmm. Because here is the, the ending that I will spoil for you. And I'm shuffling through my papers here to find my business papers, to find the actual research on this. Mm-hmm. But an astonishing amount of the time in retrospect. If you start with your low number, you start with your mid number, you start with your impossibly high number, a ridiculous amount of the time on a project, it will take longer than the ridiculous amount of time that you thought was the highest amount. And it's not just one of those closet problems. You know the closet problem where no matter how many closets you've got, you always fill them up? It's not simply a deadline problem. It's just that nobody ever accounts. Everybody thinks about the fastest something can go and if everything went perfectly. And nobody thinks about, first of all, what could go wrong what could be delayed and what will come along in the meantime that you'll have to deal with while you're trying to work on this thing that you expected to have 24 hours a day to work on. And you know, if anybody doubts that, just think about all the stuff in your life where you've said manana, manana, because you got started on it and then got derailed by something else. You know, very few of us have the power to stop the entire world to do one thing, whether it's fixing a bug or cleaning out your garage or what have you. But uh, I'd like, like to come back to, you, you pick when we come back, but I think those are both interesting. Number one, why are we so crappy at estimating time and what are some tricks for getting better at that? And number two, how do we uh, slay the great white whale of uh, differing expectations on time in a work environment? Mm-hmm. Did you see how I brought that together? At I the end? do. Because you're, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking he's out there throwing shards of toilet paper in the air and running around with his pants on his head. Here's the thing, Dan. If you, want, if you want to melt some butter, you're going to need a little bit of heat. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, 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 Dan. That's paper. I, that's how you got a printer? I got a printer. Oh, an actual physical printer? Yeah, it feels ridiculous. It feels ridiculous. It might, I mean, it's like, it's like it's like a fax machine plus five years. It's really weird. I scan more than I print. It's very odd. Hey, Dan, could you tell me about something you like? I sure can. It's. Uh, I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> okay, are you ready? It's going to be 20 questions. Okay, okay. I'm looking at it right now. What color is it? Oh, oh, a oh, black as men's coffee. Okay. It's uh It's conical. Okay. I can't. I can't, I can't hear it. It's got a light, and it's n- n- not. Soda stream. I was gonna I was gonna say something a little bit blue, but I held back because it's a sponsor spot. Blue, Con- blue conical. And in- it's got blue lightage. It's got blue, blue, blue lightage, it's conical, and it has a whole bunch of my data on it, and it is happily safely stored. what what, what am I talking about?
1: You are talking about this amazing new device. Mm-hmm. Here are my notes. This is a cool thing called the transporter. Now we've told you about this before. This is, I love this term. They say, you know what they say. They send us these uh, these important uh, notes. They call it a, a business papers. They call business it a read. papers. This is read. A read, and they say don't don't go with just the read. We want you to talk about your own experiences because both you and I have one of these. But I'm going to use their terms because it it actually sums it up very nicely. So the transporter they say is, is an off cloud peer to peer storage drive for privately sharing, accessing, and protecting your files. So in essence, Merlin, what this allows you to do is allows you to share. It allows you to collaborate. And what I really like about it, backup your files with other transporter devices that can be located anywhere in the whole world. It's like your own, people will say it's like your own private Dropbox. And in in a lot of ways it is. You can do more with this uh, really than you can do with a Dropbox because you own this, you control this. And all of your data is stored directly on your transporter. But unlike the cloud, it's only shared with people you specify. So it makes it completely private. Your data is not up in some cloud somewhere. It's on these physical, on this device or devices. And all you have to do is copy your file over to it. Okay, drag and drop, single mouse click. You have all your files shared in the safest place that they can be. And clear up your hard drive and you store your precious data, on your very precious data on this thing. And it's all encrypted. You got global access to these files because there is this website that allows you to then access the files that you have on your physical device with the sign-ins that you create. So you can give it to other people it work with you, and then it works just like a Dropbox for them. But it's all on these devices that you control. So you take one of these things. You, you give, you show up at your mom's house. And you're like, Mom, plug in this thing in. don't unplug it. What is it? Don't worry about it. Just leave it here. One goes one way? One goes one way. One goes the other way. Then you go back to yours and it'll sync up between your transporter that you've got sitting in your office at home or at your office workplace and it'll sync up to hers. And she doesn't even know what it is. She doesn't even know what's going on. It's all secure. It's all behind the, uh, all behind the, the, the gnat and it just works seamlessly. It just works perfectly. Can I
0: riff for a sec? Go for it. Um, whenever we talk about really sexy and powerful pieces of technology, um, I'm, I'm I'm nowhere near the technologist that you are. I am a power user junior, but I think one thing that's easy to miss is how easy it is to use. I, I, I this I would not call this a zero configuration device, but of all the devices that you may send to your family members who who double click links, this I'm guessing is one of the ones that's going to be easier to set up. Mm-hmm. It I really there, well there is no
1: real setup.
0: You plug it in. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> Because a lot of the magic, um, I mean, I've been using mine, (laughs) I hope this is a compliment. I haven't had to do anything to use mine (laughs) since I set it up. In other words, it's become like a big hard drive in my own personal sky. So I don't need to worry about stuff. I just drag things into a folder. But it's my hard drive and my my thing, and it's all safe. But I mean, I, I don't want to speak for the company, but it seems to me that you could probably for, what, for the scenario you're describing, where you share files with somebody remotely. You know, John Syracuse had that great idea for like if you've got a vacation house or somewhere, you could have this sync it all up in the same room, and then take it there, and it'll it'll still stay in sync with uh, all the files. If you've got if you've got space on, limited space on a hard drive, or in the scenario you're suggesting, where you might want to share backup with somebody, where you could have uh, a shared folder that. And and if I'm getting this right, you're saying that you could have a folder on your on your uh, transporter that only, uh, um, how can I put this? What are the names they always use? You got uh, 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 Alice and Bob, right? So so you're Alice. Alice has this transporter here. Bob has a transporter in a different state. Mm-hmm. Alice can create a folder that only uh, Alice can see, and Bob can create a folder that only Bob can see. Is that correct? absolutely you can do you have full control over all of this you can even make it- though that's two devices so that's Alice right. can back up her stuff to Bob's transporter and vice versa and that's the kind of thing that a lot of people are understandably a little bit not so sure about I've accidentally shared I'm just going to say I've accidentally shared some pretty crazy stuff on, uh, on popular cloud services because I didn't realize I was changing the rights for the entire enclosing folder and not the individual folders I bet other people have done that before um, it's very easy, to, all I'm trying to say is this um, it, it, understand that to begin with this is a thing that you plug in and you get a hard drive that, mm-hmm. First, understand that. Don't before we get into the cloud stuff. Understand that you plug this thing in, and you've got a networked hard drive. That's pretty cool. But you're at that point, you're really like just a couple steps away from having that thing accessible pretty much anywhere. That's right. I have not. I have not used the iOS uh, thing at length. I know you can go in and see the status of folders and stuff like that. But I, if I remember correctly, uh, at least on the iPad app, you can actually go in and, and grab your files from from the uh, with your iPad. Is that correct? That is correct. You can do That's all bananas. Of, yes. Because you know you don't need anybody's ever ever tried to set anything up with how much does this cost the month? How much does this
1: cost per month? Oh, for the fees? How many? Oh, what hey, are the fees?
0: Can you give me just a minute?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's See, T, R, A, huh?
0: <sighs> Dan, there are no fees. You never pay a fee. Right. There are no zero because you own fees. this thing. It's your thing. Do you, no you, can I ask ever. you a question? Do you pay a fee on things that you own in your house? What's the fee on your coffee maker?
1: Oh, that thing is, that's, that's <laughs> probably like.
0: <laughs> that's up to some serious dough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where to begin well, with. Well, I mean, this you except- don't,
1: you buy it and then you pay to store it on the countertop each month.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They called it a, called a handling fee. But not, not the case with this. And, and, you know, if you want to get into really fancy stuff and you buy a bunch of these that, that, you know, I'm thinking if you had like a small business or a series of offices in different places, if you work from home, there are so many scenarios for this, but, but before I, we over, I just, in addition to overwhelming you with all that this thing can do in your own private world, I want you to just understand that once you plug this in, you will have awesome extra disk space and it just goes out in concentric circles from there. I don't, I just don't want people to think that this is getting plugged into some rack somewhere and that they'll they'll have to deal with it and configure it and go uh, Linux their way into the kernel core. Like, you're not going to have to do that. Did we get that point out? Yes. So here's the thing. People... Where do
1: you learn more about this? You learn more about this by going to filetransporter.com slash BT... I know this is different. It's back to the the letter T, W. B-T-W.
0: Right. B B B as in uh, Bowie. (laughs) uh, T as in two. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, that's w not in, confusing at all. T is
0: in two? T for two? Yeah. That's called a mnemonic and W for a can. T for toucan. Two,
1: toucan. Toucan. It's a W. That's the code. So it's filetransporter.com Cus- slash B- BTW. And then uh, 10% off is what you're going to get on this. And there are lots of different models. And people have said, well, how do I buy it from there? Well, there's a little uh, link uh, that you can use to buy, you can buy it right from them, right online. There are other retailers if you want to buy it somewhere else, but I want you to get the 10% off. So you'll look for it. You'll find the link there. And you know, they, they told us, they emailed us and they said, you know, your back to work listeners, uh, seem to be buying some of these things and, uh, and, and we're great to see it. So whatever you guys are doing, if you've tried one out, tweet about it, tweet about it to us and let us know, uh, if you like it. And, uh, I have, I have one right here in the studio and I, I love it.
0: Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. I may have to buy a new computer. So I don't want to talk too fancy, but I'm uh, this close, holding my fingers apart, from uh, buying a buying a, a second one. Cuz when I lost my computer, you know how you can do things in in various different kinds of services, you could like have something monitor a variety of folders and say them the data in all of these kinds of folders are this kind of thing, right? Like it could be like Microsoft Word documents, it could be say TV shows, all I'm going to say is that when my system fell down, there was one folder that stayed up after my computer crashed and that was the stuff on my transporter. It was still there. It was still safe. It was still available. And when that happened, at first I thought I was hallucinating because like, well, how could this stuff still be there? My, my entire computer just went down, but it was there because it was on the transporter. It's on the network. I can get to it. It's a great product and we really hope you'll check it out. And give them the URL one more time. filetransportercom slash B-T-W code B-T-W
1: and it has to be lowercase. Has to be lowercase. Otherwise, you get 9% off. No, I don't think you get anything.
0: <laughs> uh, our thanks to... Uh, now, do they prefer Transporter? What do they like to be called? I think you should be allowed to be called whatever you want to be called.
1: As a business? Connected, yeah, connected Data is the right. company. Transporter is the device, and I think of them as a transport.
0: And File Transporter is the, uh, <laughs> the URL. URL. Yes. Our thanks to everyone involved with making uh, Transporter uh, for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. So you picked the fork. <clears throat> do you want to go in the direction of of, uh, of B, talking about uh, the, the heinous situation of having to deal with the Franks, or 1, do you want to talk about uh, why we're t- terrible at estimating time and how to fix it? You pick. I or want the put- last
1: one, running out of time and...
0: Nine minutes over.
1: Running out of time and how to fix it. Since that's what we're doing,
0: okay. Um, I'm trying to find the specific. <laughs> we'll be quick. We'll be done soon. Um, well, so basically, I mean, I, I, I'm i not sure how much I can do uh, with the time we have to persuade you that you're terrible at this, listeners. But most of us are pretty terrible at this, and we, we can see it. Most of us can see it every day. Uh, most of us are either. I think in my. At least I'll speak for myself and you. Um, I think most people are pretty terrible at estimating how long it will take to do something. And I think that there's two problems to that. One of the problems is the amount of time. But the really big problem is the uh, amount of stuff, the scope, right? Time is not always really the problem. The real problem is the scope, right? And once you get good at what you do, um, you might be inclined, instead instead of thinking about um, how long a task will take to do, a more, if you like, getting things done like approach, and getting things done by the way is copyright uh, David Co, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. A more, a slightly more getting things done approach might be to say, well, what's something that I can do that would fit in like half of that time? Think about how crazy that would be. Well, that's not very productive. Well, if you say, uh, you know, I'm going to fix this bug, and I think it'll take an hour, which will get me just out to Sonny's barbecue on time with everybody. Well, maybe it won't, and maybe you'll you'll be frank. You don't want to be frank. Dan's not Frank's dad. No, I'm not his right? dad. You're not his dad. So instead, what if you were to say, well, hey, you know what? Uh, I think I'm more like Merlin than I'd like to be. And I'm realizing everything takes longer than I think. And I want to arrive, in my case, I want to arrive home not shagged out, exhausted, and panting like a freaking dog. Right. Because I had to run up the hill while answering email. I told you this. I I, I, I fail at this 90% of the time. But I when I'm going home, I try to have... I try to leave half an hour before I have to be home, which sounds crazy. But like I try to leave enough time so that I can take the long way home so that I'm not, you know, the, not take the ex- extremely steep hill up to our house. And I might, you know, go uh, leisurely take a walk to Walgreens, you know, and buy some milk for the kid or whatever. And then I come over, I have M&M's, right? Now I'm a hero. If I allow half an hour, I can be M&M, M&M's and be a hero. Or I can walk <laughs> in and uh, and she wants me to be Sue Richards and I'm all mad. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, right? And so I've learned that in order to do that, I have to weigh if you like overestimate how long things will do take to do. You know what I mean? And, and then allow and allow that amount of time. So so if it's if I'm expected to be home at four, or like lately, you know, picking up from camp, you guys, I'm sure you're dealing with this. Like you, you don't want to be late to pick up your kid at camp because they put them in a grocery cart and just roll them down a hill. You, you know, they're not responsible for that. You sign stuff, right? Yeah, you got to be there. A contract. It's a contract. <laughs> have you? And I don't think people do that. I, I think that's why you end up getting being late to go to Sonny's. And if you're somebody who does sweat that stuff, it becomes a really, a really big deal. And so I'm trying to find the one, the one paper where I read this specifically turns out. But the, here's the nut of it. Well, first of all, we have to always mention Hofstetter's Law. Uh, the guy who wrote Gerdel, Escher, Bach, most famously, Gerdel, Escher, Bach. And Hofstetter's Law, as we've said before, is that uh, everything takes longer than you think, even if you account for Hofstetter's Law. what you call a way homer yeah i was gonna say yeah it's and like oh, you soliloquy. know and the other thing we should mention in passing uh is that we did we started to talk about a lot of this stuff on one episode but we didn't get super far into it that's uh, true that was in episode 107 pull out your dingus we started to talk about some of this stuff in the fast and slow thinking but we never really got got much into it but um ideas for making it better okay so so first of all my thesis here is it okay that i'm going on? Yes. Okay. Um, I think a lot of this comes out of... Uh, ignorance is too strong a word because ignorance is willful, being a willful dummy. But it comes out of a lack of experience at least in how long it does take to do things and how much you can rely on your own estimations. Like, I think we, we tend to believe that our estimations of things are, are good. It's just the world that's screwy, mm-hmm. right? Again, everybody's got their reasons. But whenever you're estimating... You know, if we go back to the, uh, like the garage... There's a funny thing that happens, um, which is this sort of iteration. Like, So I'm asking myself, how long will it take to clean out the garage? Well, there's a pretty good chance I'm asking myself that question while I'm not even at home. Like I, I may be, you know what I'm saying? Like I may be here at the office and going like, oh boy, it's really gross in here. I want to clean this place. So oh, I really want to clean out the garage and then I'll make that estimate because why do I need that estimate? Well, I need to know, like ask our neighbors, like not to park in the garage for this long, please. Uh, I need to know like, will I need to go get trash bags. Will my wife be able to watch the kid or will I be able to have the kid down there and sticking her hands into the lawnmower and stuff like that? <laughs> do, I, do I want to do that? Well, you have to plan these things because otherwise, you know, your whole weekend could go away. But wouldn't it be smarter to like go down there and walk into the garage and like maybe take a first pass, like just walk all the way down and think about all that stuff, mentally figure all that stuff out. But that's embarrassing to a lot of people to think that they need to do something that detailed for something that stupid. But I think that's, I think that's kind of a good way to start. You, cause if I go down there and I say, okay, this, this cause this is gonna take half an hour. I might say, Oh, wait a minute. There's actually a lot more garbage than I thought. And actually, that's going to make this a lot faster because stuff that's known garbage is very easy to clean out. I may say that, but on the other hand, conversely, I may say to myself, oh, I'm going I'm to clean the garbage out. There's not that much garbage here. There is a lot of stuff in photo albums that I have been not wanting to deal mm. with. Right. Or there is a lot of stuff in like old baby clothes that I'm going to open that up and, and get sad and want to go put them in plexiglass or something like that. Well, you know what that does? I iterate. At that point, you can iterate and say, and, and if you don't like the garage example, I'm sorry. I know it's silly, but I think this is true in coding. I think it's true in art. I think it is true in pretty much anything. Which is that if you break things down into smaller chunks, the smallest chunk that you can handle, you're going to get a much better idea of it how, how long it takes to do anything. It's like that old thing they say about that uh, how you measure the shoreline. You know, where if you if depending on how accurate your tools are for something, everything can get infinitely longer depending depending on how good your measuring tool is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you have a, a just a yardstick for trying to measure uh, the amount of what would you call it? The amount of land touching water in Florida? Well, you'd have to jam that yardstick kind of cattywampus every three feet, but that would not really give you a sense of the fractal nature of a lot of those little, you know what I mean? Little invaginations in, into the uh, into the state. But if you were measuring at like a a micrometer or like whatever you would say like a nanometer level That's that shoreline is actually really 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 long and that's part of the estimating problem if you try to estimate projects uh, in these really big terms in terms of like you start with days or hours what if instead you started what if you went and worked on the task for five minutes and saw how much you got done do you follow yes you've done this with coding right oh,
1: constantly this is the story of coding this is the story of the life of every coder
0: And you get started, but when you get started, maybe you're thinking, well, no, I haven't really planned all this out yet. Well, go do something about it and see how long it takes and see whether you also get that funny thing of figuring out whether you're solving the right problem. Because that's that's the big part of this. It's not really a time problem. It really is a scope and necessity problem. Because one reason a lot of people don't get stuff done on time or don't get stuff done at all is because something more important came along or something more urgent or pressing. In which case, maybe that was never really that important for you to do. So maybe it's not really a time problem. Maybe it's a your brain problem. you know. Oh, and but the that same sounds thing-
1: harder to fix. If it's a time problem, then it, it seems like there could be a solution. If it's a your brain problem, the solution sounds harder.
0: A hundred percent. But think about this. Think about if you want to have a dignified response to something not being done. And you talk to your colleague who's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you've gotten three extensions on this, and now it's holding up the... Uh, the production line essentially like we can't move forward your part is a dependency and we've given you three extensions on this we like you we like your work but like seriously when is when is this going to be done and i think you could go in there and say the thing that everybody is at least a little sympathetic about at first which is hey i just i ran out of time it took longer than i expected it's almost done but it took longer than i expected basically i ran out of time which you can certainly understand Mm mm-hmm and they're going to be maybe frustrated, but they'll at least be a simple, a little bit sympathetic. But what if you went in there and said, "Well, there's something wrong with my brain. I don't estimate well." It's much more dignified to blame time instead of. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Yes. I, it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. The, it's the ridiculousness of it that makes it true. Nobody wants to go in and admit they're crappy at stuff. Um, but, but th- I guess there's this funny little thing in this um, about knowing. Uh, if you half estimate like half a dozen different things, you're probably not going to get any of them done. It, it is partly a matter of being serious about uh, actually getting the thing accomplished. But I have to say, this, is, this goes back to some, something I used to talk, talk about called the procrastination dash. And the, I actually used garage cleaning as an example. If you've really been putting this off and you didn't, don't even want to look down there, okay, procrastination dash, here is your one, the one thing you have to do. You know those, those, those disgusting uh, plastic garbage bags you're not allowed to have in California anymore? You know, <laughs> I, no, I really, don't know. Them, you know the dumb ones with the handles, and they're really cheap, and they pull them off a thing. and they're. You can't have those in San Francisco? Uh, they've been slowly banning them. But imagine one of those. You know the size of one of those. You could take out food, right, mm-hmm. and it's in one of those plastic bags. It's probably maybe, it holds maybe a gallon of, uh, uh, like in terms of volume. It's not a very large bag, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe two gallons of stuff. Yeah, not too big. You know what your job is? Your job is to go downstairs like a gentleman and fill one takeout bag with obvious garbage. Oh my God, that's so stupid. Okay, well, if you had done that last week, wouldn't you have less garbage in your garage than you do now? Well, of course, but I don't have time to. shut up. You go down there and fill, oh boy, this might take you two minutes. There might be one large thing you put in there and then take it to the trash. Guess what? You are one hundred percent further along on that project than you were before, and you now so, you may also now have a sense that it's that the of how much there is to do. But you also now know that it's not impossible to do. Anyway, I think that's really important. And procrastination dash works for things like writing. It works for anything, but it's setting aside a an embarrass. It has to be an embarrassingly small goal, right? It has to be something like, I haven't mowed the lawn for a while. Well, here's your job. Your job is to go downstairs and touch the lawnmower five times, which sounds silly because right. it's silly, but when's the last time you went down and even saw if the lawnmower was still there? And you walk around every day feeling bad about that lawn because it's not cut. Do something dumb. Okay. Oh, oh, that's too dumb for me. I can't just touch the lawnmower. I have to touch it five times in my head. And then I roll my eyes and I uh, I have to... <laughs> you ever heard that David Sedaris bit on a CD? Mm-mm. Mm, I'm not going to tell you about it because you'd listen to it every day. Uh, Go down and see if there's gas in the lawnmower. Isn't that a doable task? Because if you estimate, let's say this, let's say you estimate that it's going to take an hour to mow the lawn. Well, it's only going to take an hour to mow the lawn once you've done everything you need to do. It'll maybe take an hour to mow the lawn once you've done everything you need to do to get to where you start mowing the lawn. And your problem, sir... And, and, and gentle lady is that you have not taken into account the amount of time it's going to take you to actually get the lawnmower in motion. And that's that that's a fundamental estimating error because you haven't taken into account all this. You haven't taken into account, account maybe maybe in the fact that your kid's going to fall off a swing and have to go to the hospital. What a relief that is because now you actually do have a legitimate reason to not have mowed the lawn. So breaking things into smaller pieces, getting started, started on a little bit, and then iterating as you go, and realizing whether you're working on the right problem, and whether you have the amount of time to, to do it well. And then, I mean, say what you will about the Agile stuff, but any developer can learn to benefit from getting better at estimating time, I think. Like, put a clock on yourself. Say, I think it'll take this long, and then see how long it really took, and find out how good your estimates are. You know, I've told you about my old boss, Richard, He would he would... He, if he had to, he would sometimes come up with an estimate for things, but he almost never came up with an estimate for things because he knew that as soon as he gives anybody an estimate, like they're definitely going to demand it on that day, but they might demand it a lot sooner and they'll stop taking control of scope management. Now it's all on you. They can add all they want. They can, you get that, what do they call it? The uh, second system effect, right? I you I haven't and, heard of that, sir. It's from uh, Mythical Man Month. And it's just this idea that, like, you start out with this thing. That like pretty much works, and then you just start slathering all these new features and all this extra junk onto it without accounting for the fact. Marco talked about this on the last uh, accidental tech podcast with his app he put out. Like he could add this feature that lets you add text to the little boxes, but that's going to take more UI. That's going to take you know, and you know how this works, right? You take just this one thing, quote unquote, ends up exploding the amount of time on a project because if you add two or three of those little tiny things and you didn't account for the UI that you need, the extra development you need, the potential, uh, I guess, you know collisions in how the code's going to be put together, uh, the support for it, and so on and so on and so on. I'm, I'm rambling. I like the rambling. And how to know when to stop, because it is related. Mm-hmm. Remember that question you asked a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Knowing when to stop. Um, there's several points of view on this. Uh, with creative endeavors, uh, a la the procrastination dash, I think a lot of people say, if you're struggling with how much you're getting accomplished or you're struggling with knowing when to stop, make little dates with yourself to work on something for a certain amount of time. Like if it's writing, you could do what uh, Natalie Goldberg calls the 10 minute writing exercise, which is you do 10 minutes of free writing. That'll get you started. If you do that every day, you're writing now. You could do the, uh, that squirrely, uh, artist way, um, person. I forget what, oh, Morning pages where you write like two pages every morning. Those are really discreet things. You could write two pages while your coffee's getting made. I mean, assuming you paid the fees. <laughs> um, the storage fees, the storage fees, and the yeah. hand—I call the, them the pallet, pallet storage fees, pallet pallet holding—and <laughs> um, then then and then. Well, one thing—we're I running way out of time. Uh, there's this term I think William Hemingway used. I believe it was him. Two terms I've heard. You know, don't work on something until you're exhausted. Work on it until you can find a stopping point because finding a stopping point is a bit of an art. If you're writing something, like don't you know, don't stay there an hour past the time you should have. I mean, it can feel great. Cause if you've had writer's block quote unquote or whatever, it feels great to accomplish something, but then you may work to exhaustion. And your last thing you'll remember about that writing was that you did a lot, but then you were exhausted. So two phrases I've heard, uh, one is leaving water in the well, like stop at a point in your project where you know, you could pick back up. That helps a lot. Or the other way I've heard it in that, uh, writing your dissertation in 30 days. I think mm-hmm. it was that book. Great book on writing. Um, Park on a downhill slope, right? So make it so that when you get in your um, analogical, (laughs) the analog of the car, when you get in your car the next morning, you're already going to be rolling downhill. You don't have to start going uphill. So, you know, however you want to think about that, stop at a point when you're not totally shagged out and you, you know, you won't just go straight from your office chair to the floor. I think that's really big. And then a funny thing, um, we could probably wrap this up, is, is um, what do they say? Release early and often. Yeah, was release cur- early, release often, yeah. Yeah. Um, re- something I have been so terrible at. I mean, my whole career is strewn with examples of me handling this poorly. Something is almost better than nothing. I'm going to say this again. Something is almost always better than nothing. And I'm sure you will come up with many examples of, the
2: rockets
0: whatever. But if you put out something rather than nothing, you're so much further along. If you pick up one garbage bag, one uh, takeout bag full of garbage, you're 100% further along than you were before. If you write one paragraph, you're further along than writing nothing. And if your colleagues are depending on you to get something accomplished, think about like, how you can get them something that is not unprofessional. But maybe it's not perfect. Maybe it's not 100% polished. But it can at least show them that you're on the right track. I mean, if you've got the, if you've got the humility to do that, that's actually going to take you a lot. I think is going to likely to take you a lot further than I need a fourth extension. You haven't shown them anything. There's no reason in the world for them to believe that you've made any progress. If you have made progress, show it to them. And so, you know, and if you need more time, explain why ask for forgiveness, maybe, but then also be aware of why you didn't get that right. Is it because you didn't get enough information? Is it because you underestimated um, how long the work would take? Is it because you underestimated how often something else would come along to increase the scope or, or distract you? I mean, the, I guess the thing inside of all of this is awareness. It's awareness of your own faults and foibles and the undependability of the world, but not, not walking away from the conceit that makes you think that you can do everything well and quickly and on time. Because that's, that's a big conceit. How do you know when to stop, Dan? <laughs> I don't to, know. I'm a softball don't, here. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, I know you are, but I'm. The, this is the tricky part, is that sometimes, and and I'm thinking more along the lines of when I was working alone in the room with the scones. It's much harder. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners who work for themselves or they're freelancers, right? They're not working on a project, at least, I'm sorry, they're not working on a collaborative project. They're not working on a team They're wor- necessarily. They're working on something that's just theirs or, or their, you know, and that scope and space of time, especially when you feel that the thing that you're working on is really important. It's very, very easy to just not, stop. It's very easy to stay in the house all week long and not go out and do anything or talk to anybody. And we've talked about this before, the whole phenomenon of, you know, somebody, somebody says, oh, let's meet for lunch on Wednesday. And then it's like Wednesday morning and you say, well, I don't know if I want to do that thing, but I just want to work through this one problem. And you sit down and you're writing the code or you're writing whatever it is you're doing, creating that thing. And you're sitting there and you're like, well, they said they might want to have lunch and it's 11 o'clock, so better take a shower. And then when the person calls to say, let's meet at 1230 and you realize, oh, crap, it's 1215 and I haven't taken a shower and I can't leave because these sweatpants
0: are disgusting.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so the,
0: I, I so understand what The you're answer saying.
1: is I don't know. And I, I, now I'm driven by these external factors, people telling me you need to be here at this time you need to go here at this time this person will be standing by the you know by the gate at camp at this time unless you're there to take them home for example that's the, or or drop them off at a certain time and they're going to start the camp cheer and if your kids not in this camp cheer he's going to be pretty upset about it So we have to be there by this certain time. It's these external factors that just can't bend. And in a way, for me, it's about control. If I don't have control or the perception of control, which we've talked about, if I don't have that perception, if I know that I'm just, I have to do this thing because I have to do this thing, Mm -hmm. then I can kind of give up that control. And I know, oh, and see, this is a friend of mine who is a software developer and, and taught me so much over the years he was, he's like, oh, I'm always early for things. And he was, he'd be 15, 20 minutes early for something. Even if it was something as trivial as, oh, let's meet for coffee around three. He'd be there two forty five in the coffee shop sitting there. And, and sometimes oh, it's he,
0: frustrating, frustrating and, when people are that good.
1: And sometimes he would get the coffee and drink the coffee and be done with the coffee. By the time I'd get there, I'd be like, dude, you're being a jerk. He's like, why is it? Well, we were supposed to have coffee together. <laughs> he's like, well, and then he'd sit there not drinking anything and I'd be there You're like gonna a, "Watch
0: this episode of The Sopranos with me. <laughs> right.
1: And I'd be sitting there like, a, you know, pariah drinking coffee like by myself. But but he did this because he knew if he didn't, he would be late.
2: Ah, oh,
0: that takes so long to learn. <clears throat> Can I kind of go back to your example from a minute ago? Because I think it's really great. Sure. Example of uh, uh, I don't. I, 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 I'm not sure if this is in Scone Country, but but you're in the sweatpants and you're working. You got to fix the thing, and you need to go yeah. uh, pick, pick up the camp thing. Yeah. There's like I think in my count, there's either three or possibly four misestimations there. Really, the primary misestimation is that you know that like there's 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 a, a hard out as you say, right? You've got to be there to pick him up from camp, but like think about the cascade. Because like you, if you're like me, I keep glancing at the clock, glancing at the clock, glancing at the clock, at the clock and I keep thinking, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay, mm. I got an hour, I got an hour. I got 35 minutes, I got 35 minutes. I got, oh, man, I got 20 minutes? I was thinking ahead like five minutes, right. I got 20 minutes. Uh, I got eight minutes, eight minutes, eight minutes, I could be home in three minutes. There's no problem. And then suddenly, it's half an hour later, and I'm still looking at the clock, and I'm still not home. So on the one hand, so yes, you know that there's this thing you have to get, there. but then like, so the, the, the problem though starts with part one is not you, but, but you, uh, have not fully internalized the hardness of that out. And so you work, you work, you work, you work, work, you work, you're maybe not even happy with your work, you work, maybe you are, maybe you're involved, but the point is you get to a point where you're going, oh man, I, I, uh, I still need to shower and, and I need to drive there, or no, you might say, I, I need to get there. But so problem one is you let that go way too long. And now if you imagine like when you're partitioning a disk, as I have done a lot in the last few days, think about how you change. If you have three partitions, you make this one partition bigger. Guess what <laughs> happens to the other two partitions? Smaller. A lot smaller. That doesn't change. The, the size of the disk is not going to change. The size of the disk in this case being your kid being left out and, and not getting to do the camp cheer. So, but then, like you didn't shower. Now, mm-hmm. do you feel great? No, you got to shower. You feel like a total putz. You can't go out now. You're late. Now you're late. So you got to shower, and then you know what? The shower took longer than you thought, (laughs) right? right. Oh my god, has that? No, it takes eight minutes for a shower. You don't know. You're you're terrible at all of this, people. And then that goes on. And then guess what? You didn't really account for having to drive there because in your head you're making this idea that like the the (laughs) I used to do this to see how fast I could get from. Newport Ritchie to Sarasota, or I used to see how long it would take me for me to go from Tallahassee to, and one day I made it from Tallahassee to Newport Ritchie in like two and a half or three hours. It was, I went through some kind of a wormhole somewhere around Gainesville, I guess. I, I don't know what happened, but, and, and one day I made it from my um, house in Newport Ritchie to New College in, in just a little over an hour and a half. I don't know what that's like today with driving today, but back then that was miraculous. And you know what? That became my standard for how long it takes oh, I'll, see, I'll be at school in about 90 minutes. When in fact, it's not unusual if there's traffic on the Skyway, you might, it might take two and a half hours. It might take three hours in the worst case. In which case, I'm really screwed up. So your project may or may not be where you'd like it to be. Your shower is certainly not where you'd like it to be. But then you got to drive there. And are you ready for the fourth part? Is like you think, finally, I'm only going to be two minutes late. This is going to work great. And then what happens? Somebody in front of you does not go through the yellow that they totally could have made. Oh,
1: you, They could have made it, that.
0: It's, it's a, first of all, they could have you, made it. Do you know if you're in this, your lack of decision the at hesitation. these intersections, it's why people die. You have to drive like everyone else. You think you're being safe. You're not being safe. I'm not Frank's dad. You pull through that yellow light and you let me get my kid before he gets rolled down a hill on a shopping cart. And now what? So you're sitting there. And there's this person in front of you. Let's be honest, it's an old person. And they're sitting there at that red light. You got no way around and you're sitting there. And are you feeling great? You feel terrible. You feel angry. I feel so angry when that happens. You know? And I'm like, or like, you know what? Maybe I'm here in San Francisco. Maybe I'm on a hill in my stick shift. And now I got to deal with that. So when I finally do get a chance to go through this light that I could have easily made, if this person wasn't such a dink, I would have been fine. All I'm trying to say is like, there are consequences, Mm -hmm. right? This is not NOM. <laughs> and I think if, you, if you're not great at estimating, you're going to see a lot of that compression all the time until you become like I have been, and hopefully, and I hope not as bad at anymore, but you become this constant roiling, raging mass of angry lateness. And you start blaming everything else for that. In my experience, I've done that. I blame time all the time for stuff, but it's not time's fault. It's my own fault for not estimating that right, for not controlling that scope slavishly, you know. Or, or in the cases like my boss being great about saying, "Well, I told you that this would take this long uh, at the earliest." <laughs> I mean, it's more likely to take twice as long, but yeah. But you just now, you want me to do this other thing? Like every meeting we have to talk about this makes it go longer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so you can get the, the position in life where you understand that so well that you're now allowing seemingly ridiculous amounts of extra time for things. When I was a project manager, and I sucked as a project manager, mm. I eventually learned to take any estimate, money, time, anything, at the very least, add 20%. It, it's like, a, it's like, a, uh, like an existential tip. Add 20% to literally everything. Because that's probably not even going to be enough. If somebody says it's going to take a day to do it, yeah, put down a day and a half. Because you never know. Right. Maybe their phone runs out of juice and you can't contact them. Maybe something happened and they, and they have a sick person in their family. I'm done talking about this. I'd like to talk. You know what? I'll never get sick of talking about the office culture stuff, the work culture stuff. It's fascinating. And there's so many layers to it. I mean, if once you solve, this is so back to work, but like once you solve every one of these personal productivity problems, once you're great at everything, once you're on time for everything, once your projects get done on time, once you're great at email, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, once your meetings are, are really, really great, you still have to deal with everybody else. They might think you suck at all of that stuff and you think you don't, but you've got, you still got to work with those people. Like, what do you do about that? Mm-hmm. That should be a five episode arc. That could be. All right. We've gone on a long time. You want to button this up? Let's button it up, Merlin. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Marilla, man.